about the box that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. Just to talk a little, now I have a lot. Jenny from the block. Oh, where I came from. Don't be fooled by the box that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. Jenny and Ben. Hi everyone! Yeah, I, I love I love the song. It's actually funny that you picked this as the as the intro because uh, I remember when I was a kid, I I was in the kitchen with my mom one day, and I and I told her, and I was like, you know, uh, I don't think I've ever want to be you know successful in life. I just want to have enough to just you know be 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 happy. And uh, I was ex- I was expecting my mom to be happy at you know a twelve year old kid saying that, and she got really mad at me. Um, and her response was don't ever say that um and i and i asked her why mm-hmm. and she she said because success isn't about you it's about how you can help everybody else uh through your success and the reason why i i, I appreciate you starting with this song is because in the song j-lo is basically saying no matter where she goes in life she's still jenny from where she started right um and that was exactly my, my mother's my mother's lesson which is no matter where you go in life remember where you started and make sure that you always pay it forward so i thought it was a, a cool way to start this this podcast that's awesome thanks joel <laughs> everyone thank you for joining this is joel yawili with us and he's from facebook he used to work for facebook and he works for google now as a product manager and i'm dr Prasad, the core behavioral psychologist and Joelle, um, thanks for that. That's very, very sweet that your mom told you that and you remembered it. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I picked Jenny Absolutely. from the block. <laughs> Definitely, nice, uh, nice, nice memories. And uh, awesome. yeah, good way to good way to bring me back to uh, where it all started. So cool, so cool. So <laughs> Joelle was born in Congo and he grew up um, grew up in South Africa too, right? And he lived in. I New- did. Yeah, you lived in New York for like nine years or so. Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, moved to 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 New York. Uh, basically, went to New York for college, and then ended up being there for about nine years before moving to uh, San Francisco about just under four years ago now. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, where what college did you go to? So I went to a really initially to a really small school called okay. uh, yeah Ber- Berkeley College. Um, I mean, small school, pretty large school, but not you know, like Ivy League or anything like that, uh, but still loved the school and then ended up later on uh, doing a master's at uh, New York University. Very cool. Congrats on that. And congrats on success. Yes, you're welcome. I I invited you on because I think a lot of people would like to get into the tech industry. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I kind of wanted you to lay out, I know it's a very big question, but what was your path to get into Facebook um, and then work your way up, so to speak, because it's not very easy to get a job at one of the top tech companies of the world. Absolutely. You know, so yeah, if you can share them here, that'd be cool. For sure, I'll I'll, I'll try to give the, uh, I guess like the summary, um, because the path path was definitely long, but I, as I mentioned, I I grew up in, in, well, born in Congo, grew up in South Africa, and so, um, for the most part, I think most African countries kind of work work in this way, where technology, although it's it's kind of growing, right? Like it, it's it's reaching pretty much in any part of the world today. Um, when I was growing up, that wasn't really the 
the type of roles that you would grow up thinking you would do, right? Like software engineering and, and all these different things, you would think more going into finance, going into banking, uh, going into trade. So that was my understanding of what um, I wanted to be when I grew up. When I moved to the US, uh, went to school, when I graduated, I couldn't really find a, a, a job. So I decided to go into retail, was working at Abercrombie and Fitch for about six months. But after, this is a true story. I was already thinking, contemplating, like leaving. I, I realized this wasn't where I wanted to be. Yeah. And the funny thing is in 2012, yeah. I want to get the dates right. 2012, um, it was the night of Thanksgiving, uh, not Thanksgiving, uh, Black Friday. Mm-hmm. It was the end of the first night of Black Friday. And I remember I was laying in the back of the store. Uh, I used to work in the back of the store doing inventory. And I was laying on a pile of clothes. And I remember very clearly um, laying there and I was completely exhausted. And I remember thinking a bunch of people out there are just like better at this than me. This is not for me. A few weeks after that, um, I ended up quitting and I had enough money for two months of rent. Um, And I told myself because of my immigration status at the time uh, that these were the only two months that I would spend in the U.S. trying to like make something of myself or or, or find a better role. I didn't care if it paid me more. Uh, I just wanted to do something, something else. Um, And at that time as well, I was learning how to code um, outside, outside of of retail. Did you teach yourself how to code? While you were in for the most for the for the most part, yeah, and then I ended up wow. later on uh, breaking into a boot camp that kind of like even furthered furthered the skills. But originally, yeah, uh, through college, I was doing business in college and then teaching myself how to how to write code. Um, so I wanted I wanted to I wanted to get into that. Um, left my job just at the end of like the two year the the two month sorry mark that I'd given myself. I found a job at a at a you know a bootstrap startup. Ended up working there. I was fitting iPads in the back of cars, literally. Um, and then my boss at the time realized that I had some really cool ideas. So he gave me a shot at um, working with engineers and, and trying to see if I could implement some of those ideas. And the rest, honestly, was history. I went from that to bigger and bigger and bigger startup. And then one day got noticed by, by Facebook. Um, and uh, yeah, today I work as a product manager at Google. So that's kind of like the, the summary of, of, of my path. Wow, that's so awesome. And you were about to quit too. Um, what got you going like intrinsically to be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. But inside of you, like you just kept going. What was it about inside of you that just kept like motivated yourself to keep going and not quit? Um, I think honestly, like just believing in yourself. So I think everyone inside of you, no matter where it is that you want to be in life, it doesn't have to be tech, right? It could be anything. It could be uh, some sort of art. Maybe you want to be a painter, whatever that is. Um, I think success comes in in, in different formats, even though nowadays success is seen as as financial or a career. There's many other ways to be successful, right? It's it's all dependent on who you are. For me personally, um, I really wanted to be in tech originally as a software engineer and then ended up wanting to really be a product manager. But I always just believed that I could do uh, bigger things, I guess. Yeah. And so that was kind of, for me, the driving factor. Uh, in addition to that, my father and my my mother, I had seen them my whole childhood being really hard workers and being people who wanted to 
almost sacrifice their own happiness sometimes in favor of like the, the family and our future. And so it was kind of engraved in me that if I ever wanted to have my own family, you know, in the future, um, these were the moments where I had to actually like put in that time, put in that effort. And so it became very impossible for me to just throw in the towel because that was my, my, my vision of the men that I wanted to be. That's so awesome. That's so good. And look at that. Someone at Facebook noticed what you were doing, your work. Yeah. How did that yep. happen? How did that happen? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So at these big tech companies, there's really three major ways of, of breaking in. One is applying, um, which is the hardest way because there's just millions of millions of applicants a year, right? So um, you really are a needle in a haystack. The second way is through what we call referrals, which is employees from um, those companies actually referring you into the company. And it just gives you, gives you a better shot at actually being noticed by, by, the, by internal recruiters. Then the third way is uh, sourcers. Sourcers are recruiters that work at these companies and who go out and actually source uh, potential hires uh, from places like LinkedIn, which is predominantly LinkedIn. Um, and that's how I was, I was actually uh, found. Um, I had worked at multiple startups and I think my sourcer basically noticed uh, my path and realized that I had kind of like went from um, bigger and bigger and bigger startups. I think they noticed that I had went to like a, a software engineering bootcamp and, and kind of had seen like all the different projects and apps that I tried to launch. And I think they just thought that my profile was super interesting. So they reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to um, go through the interview loop at Facebook. And I, yeah, after months of, of studying for it, I ended up acing it. So uh, yeah, I made it into Facebook wow. and then later on uh, into Google. That is so awesome. Congratulations. That's so great. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any projects you're most proud of? Anything that we would notice? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, that I've worked on. Yeah. Um, for sure. At, at Google, not not quite yet, although although I think in, in a year or two from now, uh, that, 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 that answer will change because um, I'm working on a few cool things. But at, at Facebook, yes, definitely worked on um, a bunch of like privacy related updates at Facebook. So, um, you know, privacy became a, a really huge thing just all around the world and at Facebook specifically. And so it's, it's things that maybe aren't tangible where you don't actually see the impact. You might not notice it, but it was a lot about like securing, uh, you know, your, your data, uh, ensuring that, um, you, you felt a lot safer sharing data on, on things like Instagram and WhatsApp and Facebook also worked on a lot of um, Instagram um, enabling a lot of developers to build on top of, of, of the Instagram platform. So things like, you know, the ability for Spotify to like share into stories, um, things of that nature were, were, um, were yeah. products that I, that I had a, a slight impact on. That is so awesome. So cool. So cool. Um, did you ever meet Mark Zuckerberg? I have to ask that because people, I'm sure, are curious. Hey, if you work for every, Facebook, every, everybody asks. <laughs> Do you get every, to everybody meet him? Show him, have coffee with him. <laughs> I, I I would I wouldn't go as far as saying you know chill with him or have coffee, right. but um, this is actually testament to um, not just Facebook but a lot of you know like Google as well and a lot of these these top tech companies where they've kind of broken the those traditional walls between you know like uh c-level execs and and the rest of the company um and so every friday uh, i believe it was every thursday or friday we would have uh, something called a town hall where 
anyone, literally anyone in the company could come up to the mic and ask questions to Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, that's um, yeah, and literally it could be any question and he would actually take uh, the, the, the time and, and, and you know, um, spend, I don't know, whatever amount of time on, on, on any given question um, and make sure that everybody kind of like felt heard. Um, and so that was an opportunity for me to, to, to basically see him on a weekly basis. Um, we also sometimes just like see him around like campus um, at like the, the various cafes. Um, so I think, yeah, the first few times you're kind of like starstruck. And then over time, you just realize that like, oh, wow, he's just a, a man, uh, another man among, amongst all of us. So I thought that was a pretty cool experience. That's very cool. That's very cool. And, yeah. um, and how did you get noticed by Google? Just the regular application process type of thing? No. So actually, that's another really interesting story. So mm -hmm. during my early days of, of trying to break into tech, um, the same way that I was noticed by Facebook, I, was, I had been noticed by Google as well. Uh, but at that time, I was so, so much younger and so much more um, inexperienced, I guess, that I completely bummed the, the, the interviews, um, like completely. I was like nowhere oh, close to breaking in. Oh, my goodness. How did you bomb um, them? Oh, I just, I just wasn't, I didn't understand. Who works for Google now and works for Facebook. Yeah. And he's telling you he bombed interviews. Okay. So tell us what you did. So we don't, so people know not to so, do. So you don't, you don't do the same mistakes. I mean, yeah. I think I, at the time I didn't realize just how hard it is to break into these, you know, big companies like the Facebooks, the Amazons, the Googles of the world. Um, and so I, I wasn't as prepared. Um, it takes a lot of preparation um, to make to make it in. It's basically just like studying for for another exam, especially for for roles like you know software engineering or product management. Like it takes a lot of effort and preparation. Um, and I just hadn't prepared well enough, and I think I just didn't have enough experience uh, to really understand what was required of me. So I completely bombed it, and I just thought, you know what, like this is never happening again. And then years down the road, I ended up being noticed by Facebook, and then again uh, after a couple of years at Facebook, Google came reaching out again, and uh, there was always a dream of mine to work for for Google, so I decided to give it another shot, and I ended up pacing that interview, and um, here I am now. Nice, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. That's a absolutely from the back of the Abercrombie and Finch uh, store, about to quit. That is such a great story, Joel. That's so awesome. I appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. that. It's uh, yeah, it's it's really a. Uh, you know, anybody could 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 hear this and think, oh man, it's just another. You know, like. Uh, one of those like stories that you hear in like movies or, or whatever, yeah. but that's actually like the, the, the truth that that's how my, uh, my life panned out. And uh, I guess it's, it's testament as well to, even though people say like, oh, the American dream is dead. It's, it's not really, I think the U S is truly one of the few countries in the world where you can still kind of make something out of nothing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is, of course, you know, it, it's, people will say well you you had the opportunity to like go to college uh and some people don't sure absolutely uh but you can say that for so many different things right um, Fact, yeah exactly so i think still no matter where you are like we're not all gonna reach you know like the same levels like i, I might never be a ceo of a company or something like that right um but i think no matter where you find yourself today i think by working hard you can still get to a better place it doesn't mean that we'll all get to the same place but i'm all for um believing that a hard work does pay off eventually um and so yeah a lot of my 
a lot of the reasons why I am where I am today, honestly, is just because of one, the effort that I put in and two, um, a lot of the help that I received from everybody around me uh, throughout the years who actually put me in the position to, to succeed. That's awesome. That, that's so true. It's, um, you know, when I watch the news and I see a lot of, um, you know, Afghani, Afghan, people from Afghanistan come here and then the, the issues at the border with a lot of Haitians yeah. and stuff, I, um, I do have compassion for them, you know, because um, I know that they want to come to the land of opportunity and I know that um, they're, de Absolutely. they're desperate, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I totally, you know, I, I, I hear you, I hear you with that and what you yeah. said reminded me of, of that people want come, wanting to come here in the United States for the, because there's still opportunities here, given oh, that we have absolutely. COVID, yeah, given that the whole COVID thing, um, how did you cope with COVID being at Facebook and Google and, and what have you? Yeah, so I guess a little bit probably differently than most. I, 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 I'm blessed, right, to to be, to be working in tech. So for a lot of us, we're able to kind of like work remote. So I actually spent uh, a couple of months just working from like a whole bunch of different places around the world. I also took the opportunity to go back home to to Congo and spend a couple of months with my family, which um, I hadn't had the opportunity to do before. So I think COVID was both a, a blessing and a curse in some sense, uh, a curse in the sense of, I mean, I don't have to explain why, why it was a curse, right. um, but I think a blessing as well for many because it forced people to really reconsider all the choices that that they had made up to that point um and for me one of those one of one of those choices was uh choosing to pursue my career at the expense sometimes of, of my family and so uh, I, I really had to reconsider a lot of those decisions and it allowed me to yeah go home and, and spend some time with with the people that i love and I, I hadn't had time to do that at all for various reasons including like immigration um but and yeah that was just uh I don't know if I have to say like one highlight from from COVID for me was definitely um, going back and, and being with my my family, my siblings, and my mom. Yeah, that's awesome. And and it's re it's real what you said. COVID was just was horrible, and it still is horrible. So many people lost family members and and what have you. But it also made people reflect about what's important in their lives and being around yeah. family and stuff. And that was definitely something you did. And um, you also do this side project, which I love, um, mm -hmm. your documentaries. And you did one when you went home to visit your family. Can you talk a little bit about your documentaries? Yeah, with pleasure. Um, so I kind of felt when I moved to San Francisco, I kind of fell into videography for various reasons. Um, and I'm, I, I didn't even know. I always kind of like to tell stories. I just never knew that videography could be a medium for actually like getting getting those stories out. Um, and so, yeah, I spend a lot of time, um, whenever I have the opportunity to like travel or, or meet new people, um, I spend some of my time doing documentaries and, and documenting some of the encounters that I have with the places that I discovered. Um, and obviously being home was one of those opportunities. And so did a couple of documentaries on um, some of the cool people that I was meeting there, some of the, 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 people that I was trying to help out when I was out there um, in the hopes of kind of just exposing, you know, people to, to, to places or areas of the world that they otherwise would kind of like never have access to. Um, that's another thing that I'm super passionate about. Yeah. 
and it's so true. One of the videos I saw, um, you were you guys were talking to an older gentleman. Um, I remember that and um a coppersmith, yeah. Yes, yes. Can you tell a little bit about that story? Because that stood out to me, and also mm -hmm. the dirt, the red dirt roads stood out to me too, compared to San Francisco and you know, yeah. our roads here in New York City and stuff. It just stood out to me from your videos. Can you talk a little bit about that experience with the gentleman you were speaking to do you remember yeah absolutely um it's interesting that that was the most impactful for you because that's also probably to this date the most impactful video that i've made um for myself mm -hmm. um and i think part of it is so i guess for background for people who haven't watched the video um i met a guy in congo called papa musonda um papa me, me, meaning father um or, or dad um that's how we call the elders and his whole kind of like mission is he lost his, his father when he was young. Um, and then his uncle brought him to a coppersmithing school um, that actually ended up saving his life because he couldn't, he, he had to stop school because he couldn't provide, you know, he didn't have money anymore or anything like that because his father was no longer there. Yeah. So by actually putting him in that school, um, it ended up giving him tools um, and a, a job that allowed him to provide for himself and then later on for his family as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, because of the advance of technology and also because of the, the impact of COVID um, on tourism, yeah. um, there are not that many coppersmith in Congo that do it in the way that he was doing it back in the day. So like the traditional way. Mm -hmm. On top of that, obviously Congo is, you know, stricken with poverty. Yes. And so what he's been trying to do is build this um, academy um that takes street kids from his neighborhood and teaches them the skills that he was taught when he was in their situation as a kid in the hopes of actually giving them a hope and a better future um so basically he's just giving giving back in the same way that he was helped when he was a kid he's basically saying hey i can give that same opportunity to children who are in the exact same shoes that i was when i was their age which i just thought was so interesting so i decided to make a, a documentary out of it and, and share it with the world that's so awesome. It's a great documentary. It's so great. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Where do you um, have it published like on a certain website or something where people can go and take a look at your documentaries? And you do it with some of yeah. your friends too, which is pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, my, my YouTube is uh, Jewel's Yawili. So it's J-U-E-L-Z uh, space Y-A w i l i i don't know if we could like link it after, after this in the description or or, yeah. or put it on the screen or something but yeah that's that's my youtube and you can find uh any of my videos there um that that i've created over the years that's so cool and you did it with the drone too right oh definitely yeah cool. yeah i Cra crashed that. a few drones yeah. over the years <laughs> <laughs> you really did how many? Oh, 100%, probably like three or four. Oh my um, goodness. I, yeah, I've learned to be a, a better pilot and to do less uh, less risky uh, shots over the years because it, it's definitely not cheap. Jeez. Oh, What's it like in uh, San Francisco now for you? Being Oof, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, I think you know, similar to, to people like you who've, who've left San Francisco, there's there's been a bunch of people who've left. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of those people, well, pretty much all of those people, uh, including some of my friends as well. Yeah. So it's it's definitely this 
almost period of transition where you're trying to kind of like build new groups, build new foundations, um, rediscover the city in a different way, uh, which is also kind of kind of kind of been fun. Um, Work-wise, I've actually had the opportunity now to uh, have enjoyed Google to kind of like go in in person from time to time. Um, it's like a hybrid hybrid-ish model where you're able to go in the office if you want or work from home if you want, um, at least for, for the time being. Um, and it's really has, I used to be on the side of work from home is great and you can, you know, you can work from anywhere, which is funny because it's now kind of like changed uh, slightly. Um, and I realize now that being in the office, being able to just reach out to that person next to you, being able to just run into just like random people that you've never met in, in the hallways, it creates this sense of um, togetherness. And I think yeah. you just can't replicate that by, you know, like being on, on Zoom or on any sort of other, um, you know, uh, video conferencing conferencing app. And so my yeah my 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 take on work from home versus working from office has completely changed in a matter of weeks just by experiencing or remembering what it's like to actually like work in person next to other human beings. Yes, I think people are right alongside with you where they miss the togetherness, the community mm -hmm. at work, and your friends at work, and meeting in person, and just like you said, meeting in the hallways and stuff like that mm -hmm. is um. But little by little, we're coming back, you know, but still yeah. it's, um, it's quite different. Would, you say, that, would you say that you missed that as well? Definitely. I mean, being a psychologist um, or a th psychologist slash therapist, however you want to refer to me, um, I do all my work at home and yeah. mental health is very, very important. So my case load has gone up and people are reaching out to me. So you can even, even ask my family. I am in the house all day sometimes at night so it's very important for me to do some self-care and I'm just like absolutely oh I miss working around people because it feels very isolating you yep. know so I can only imagine what it's like for also for people like you too from the tech industry who I think some companies said hey you can work permanently from home now because productivity has gone up I guess you know absolutely imagine yeah, what yeah. Do you it's um oh god Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say the, on the productivity piece, uh, it's a great point. Like productivity has apparently, I don't have the stats, but it, it a lot of people say it has gone up. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in seeing in a couple of years, like what actually happens from an innovation perspective, because I think right now, a lot of companies are working almost on the back of, you know, everything that was in our roadmap maybe like years prior. And so I, I'd love to see, you know, in like two or three, five years from now, all the companies that actually move to being fully remote, whether or not they'll take a hit on that natural like innovation that happens when we're saying, right, like when you bump into somebody in the, in the hallway or like when this cross-pollination at, at lunch from people who are working on different teams or have different experiences of, of, of views of the world. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can replicate that long-term. Um, and so I'm interested in seeing what happens in a couple of years from now. That's very interesting. That's true because people do influence each other and get ideas off of each other and yeah, from conversations and, and what have you. That's so true. And at the same time, many podcasts popped up, especially after my oh, podcast. So I have many. so many friends who started their own podcasts and <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's great. I mean, you start to think would that have happened if we weren't remote, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Pros and cons, you know, like, like, yeah. like, like we said, you know, there's, 
there's there's blessings and and, and a curse and so i think uh yeah there's definitely pros and cons to to covid and yeah um i don't think it's it's all bad or all good it's really just a, a mixture of both yeah and we we met at church and a bunch of our friends would go to your house and with covid we wouldn't be able to do that you know but this was pre-covid and we'd all go and hang out and just have a good time and Look at that. Yep. Like now everyone is pretty much dispersed, right? So it's just yep. you know <laughs> moving on to uh I, I was gonna say bigger and better things or just moving on to different things, I guess. Yes, moving on to different things. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a pleasure. Before you head out, um, mm -hmm. what can you give any advice to anyone here who wants to get into the tech industry like Facebook, like Google? what um do you think could stand out in their application process or or what have you you did touch a bit about that but if someone is fresh now and out of college or wants to change mm -hmm. jobs or something or their career path do you have any advice for anyone who wants to get into the industry yeah oof i can talk about this for for an hour but <laughs> if i had to pick a couple of things i would say i think breaking into tech, especially product management, um, there's no dedicated path um, because actually like the breadth of experience of all the different product managers um, is also super important in building, you know, really good products. So the last thing you would want is having like a, a straight path. Uh, but I will say, this is something that my father used to tell me, you know, it's, it's, it's one understanding your vision, right? Like, where do you want actually want to be? Let's say that's that's tech. Maybe you want to be a, a product manager in five years from now. Mm -hmm. um, understanding, you know, where you are today, where you want to go, and then figuring out what those criteria are um, to yeah. actually get into this position, right? So, like, what are the skills of a product manager in in the in the company that you want to work in, or maybe you want to be a software engineer, whatever that that role is. Um, understanding what those skills are understanding what skills you have today and what you need to actually acquire. Yeah. Figuring out what are the roles that you could basically get into. Maybe it's not product management directly. Maybe it's not software engineering directly. Um, but what are all this, the, 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 the roles that you can, you know, get in or all the maybe smaller companies that you can get into acquire those skills and kind of start building up um, one, your resume, but also just like your, your, your personal hard skills. Um, and then slowly but surely, you'll kind of like naturally see yourself just attracting bigger and bigger and bigger companies. And as you do so, you'll also acquire uh, better and better, better skills until eventually you become attractive to the likes of like the Googles and the Facebook. So just one, just focus on, you know, your mission, where do you want to be Two, figure out what it means to be there. And then three, um, realize that it might take you, you know, a couple of years to get there. Don't try to cut corners. Um, be okay with you know maybe taking a step back to acquire the skills that actually will get you there in the long term that's so good joel that's so interesting my sister told me today don't cut corners we were talking about something <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe she knows you well no, i'm kidding she knows me really well <laughs> <laughs> all right well oh, if man. people want to get in touch with you can you give your email address or if they can yeah, they yeah. do email mm -hmm. Get yeah, you. absolutely. Um, so my email is is really just first name last name last name at Gmail. So Joel Yawili, um, J O E L Y A W I L I at gmail.com. That's my email, and then you can find me by by that name on on LinkedIn as well, and and connect. Awesome! Thank you so much, Joel, for coming on. I miss you. 
Um, oh, always. Yes. And it's, um, yeah, this was such, such a great, um, great talk with you. And um, just keep doing what you're doing. I just see only bigger and better things for you. Yes. And thanks, everyone, for joining the Core Behavioral Psychologist podcast. Um, have a great day. Bye. See you guys next time. Bye. Ciao, Trish. Bye. <laughs>